Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is week 2 of Life at Sea part 2. Hmm, quite a quite a mouthful there. But uh, yeah, it's been two weeks already and I was just uh, having a word with a second mate yesterday. It's time has just flown so far. And uh, before you know it, it's a month and it's two months and then it's three months and then it's time to be back. This uh it's i mean time just loses its uh, speed so to speak over here and uh, before you know it it's another biryani day i don't know if i've mentioned this a biryani is a length of time on board it's uh, it's something you make every sunday lunch so if you ask someone how many biryanis they've had it's basically how long they've been on board it is a thing at least in my company it's a thing but uh, yeah just to recap of what we've been doing uh, this week uh, we've just uh, we've came we came out of the dry dock last week if i i don't know if i covered that but uh, we then proceeded to the inner anchorage which had an amazing view of the uh, marina bay sands and the i don't know what you call it the singapore eye is that what it's called uh, but yeah after post that we picked up anchor and moved to the outer anchorage which is quite far away from uh, any uh, sort of land and uh, yeah my esm does not work here anymore By the way to all uh, sailors who might want to who do listen to this all 9 10 of you there is an app called A I R A L O Aralo Aralo I don't know how you pronounce it uh, if your phone supports eSIMs you can uh, just uh, get a eSIM for the country you're going to be visiting put in some money and you get uh, an eSIM registration it's fairly simple and it works everywhere uh, you don't need to go looking for stevedores for SIM cards and uh, stuff uh yeah and you can start using it as soon as you're within the network area it just works it uh, it's a little on the more expensive side for instance a local sim card will be cheaper but then you don't have to do the hassle of switching out sim cards and uh, you know you know the whole thing uh, at least in my case i don't like to do it because whenever you switch off an iphone the imessage settings just go away and then you can't use imessage till you uh reauthenticate yourself and that is a whole thing never mind So check it out this does work and I've uh, recommended it to a bunch of people Anyway where was I yeah, so we're at the outer anchorage and uh, nothing works here so we're back on the ship's terrible terrible wifi But uh, yeah this week has been just about getting systems back on operation because we did have a crew change all three engineers have uh, uh, changed on the ship and uh, it's up to us now to get it uh, back and running again because starting next week or next sunday even we'll be uh, heading ports and then uh, post that uh, after first week of july we'll be uh, as it's as it's uh, planned as of now we'll be off to africa and uh, we do need all our equipment up and running at that time we don't want to get stalled in the middle of the ocean so that's there and then we we trying to transfer uh diesel back into the tanks but we won't able to do it because it seemed like there's a blank somewhere and there's a if we ended up hitting 12 bar pressure that's crazy just for an example uh, uh the fire brigade uh, uses about 7 bar 5 to 7 bar of pressure this is 12 bar that's almost double that so it was crazy and we we couldn't figure it out because we traced the line and it was all fine and uh, i did in fact text the last second engineer had have as he left his number he was kind enough to do that but uh couldn't find anything but uh, yeah 
In addition, there were other systems which also had a similar thing, like there were new pipes installed at, at Drydock and when you when we tried to use them, they just didn't seem to work and uh, we couldn't figure out where the block is. So we were spent uh, chasing that, clearing that and then uh, getting systems up and running again. That was quite a, quite a, quite a run around. Got some uh, purifiers running again. We transferred uh, oil from the bunker tanks to the uh, settling tank and then we ran the purifier only to find that the oil was somehow disappearing. It wasn't going in any other tangle, the soundings were okay, but then it turned out a guy had come on board to calibrate all our tank gauges and none of them work. So it was it ended up going into one of the other empty tanks, which is okay, but we had no idea about it. Uh, so yeah, it was quite a shock and it was it was risky. It was risky business, uh, could, have, could have been really bad, but uh, we found out in time and then we changed over some valves started uh, putting it in the right tanks again but yeah this is the thing like it's we didn't get enough time for a handover everybody was in a dry dock and there was crazy amount of work going on everywhere so uh, it's it's um, it's a bit tricky now well, we don't know what all was opened and what all was uh, put back the way it was and uh, given the fact that all three of us are new to this ship so we don't know what the normal settings are for the for things on this ship that's another thing but slowly and slowly we're getting there. Slowly we're getting there. In addition to that, uh, on a more personal front, we had a bit of a safety issue here. Um, I don't know, it seems like the guys are really tired and they've had a long trip. The company is now, a couple of years ago, they pushed it to nine month contracts for the crew and that's, in my opinion, a bit, a bit too much. And everybody here is about seven months in and they've just come out of a dry dock where there were no weekends and uh, I don't know, they just seem like they're really not in it, their head's not in it, and uh, I mean, uh, there was, this is the one uh, job that was given to them, and it ended up being a big, big safety issue, because none of them were uh, you know, complying with uh, company regulations. I had to step in, I had to say something, and I had to uh, even raise my voice on a few occasions, because it was frankly a bit ridiculous at this point. Uh, it's it's it was borderline uh, borderlining uh, incompetence to be honest, but uh, had to be done. Not a fan, and obviously if you do that, everybody's already tired. You don't want to be the guy who just uh, starts yelling at people, but at some point you have to step in because you are responsible. Even if it's for their safety, you are responsible. Company is going to come and ask you questions about it. I had to step in and then uh, had to uh, put my foot down. Hopefully the message has been uh, delivered, but uh, it's uh, by the looks of it, it just sounds like something uh, people hear from one year and let go or the other. But uh, my job would be to continue uh, uh, pressing uh, at least uh, safety for these matters and make sure uh, we don't slip up. <sighs> then uh, comes the weekend and uh, Saturday night, Saturday evening, we had a barbecue planned. Now this is nice. Like some of the some of the captains are very social. They like to have uh, more uh, gatherings. Otherwise, I've sailed with some who are. If you ask them, like, should we do something for the crew? They're like, why bother? Uh, I, on my last ships, I've been uh, uh, pushing the captains to spend uh, the ship's fund to get hold of some PlayStation games, uh, some uh, you know uh, additional and an extra guitar because normally they just have one guitar which is really terrible and it just circulates all over the crew if they do have a couple of players you don't get to see the guitar next for about a week and by then you've lost touch so i've been pushing and then 
Yeah, I mean, this guy, this Captain Lewis seems like he's uh, very keen on that and uh, this barbecue just happened and it was a, it was a welcome change. It was nice weather outside. We had some uh, non-alcoholic Hanneken 0.0% beer. Feels like cheating on real beer, but <laughs> it tastes like beer but doesn't do anything. So it's all right. I guess you're just uh, you know, cheating on your senses, I guess. I don't know. Cheating your senses, I would say. Not cheating on. But uh, yeah. So that was that. Sundays, uh, luckily I'm not on watch. I was on watch last Sunday, so I had to be on alarms and stuff. Not that anything happened. But uh, I'm planning to keep this Sunday. It's it's 9 o'clock right now in the morning. wasn't planning on getting up this early, but uh, I am awake and I figured I should do something. Uh, so yeah, Sunday is pretty, pretty much going to be spent uh, relaxing. Another biryani down the drain, so to speak. And... Uh, yeah next week is going to be tricky we have some uh, and I've, we have a software here which tells us about uh, the planned maintenance which is due on the mach- on the equipment on board uh, there have been uh, i found that there are jobs here which have been pending since march i reckon they stopped doing these and started putting more focus and emphasis on the dry dock stuff so a lot of stuff is pending it's it's crazy if you have about 400 uh, pending items which need to be completed they are surely not going to get done by the end of the month. Uh, but, uh, well, I'm going to try to do as much as I can. Priority is going to be equipment which we will need on our uh, long way to Africa. So, yeah. Starting Monday, we're going to start doing that. And again, like I said, the officers are new to this company even. Some of them are even new to the ship. The crew is not motivated. Uh, yeah, I, I got to be around and... Uh, get things done anyway that's for next week i will cover that in the next episode what i do want to cover in this episode is seven questions which i have been asked about merchant navy over the last 15 10 to 15 years a lot of misconceptions about merchant navy i did in fact do a podcast episode called uh, careers colon merchant navy and this is where an episode where my brother took over the hosting duties and asked me questions and that in fact happens to be our most played episode at 196 plays that's uh yeah make of that what you will be not that famous uh, as of now but these are some questions which i keep getting and uh, you know it's uh, i thought i'll cover them and if you want a detailed uh answer detailed amount of knowledge you can check out that episode but here i'm just going to cover these things in brief okay the first question i get asked a lot is where are you based technically not anywhere so my company is Danish, my crew operators are in Singapore, my documentation uh, team is in Mumbai, but I have nothing to do with them. I get emails from them. I am based at home, wherever my home is, and I join my ship wherever the ship is. So for instance, my last ship, I, I joined my last ship in Rotterdam, and then I joined this ship in Singapore because that's where the ship was. So the there's a full complement of crew on board at all times. Whoever is due for sign-off gets sent home, and wherever that port is, a convenient port, the next person joins and relieves him of his duties. The way it would work in my case now is it's roughly a three-month round trip from Africa and back, so maybe I'll get relieved again in Singapore when, when, we, when we get back here. But that's how, that's how it works. There's a complement of crew. The ship keeps going wherever the planned route is, and then you join wherever you have to relieve the next guy. So are you based out of anywhere? I don't think so. You're not based out of anywhere. Subsequent to that, the next question is you get to travel a lot. 
I mean, yes, you're going places, but it I won't call it travel. You can't, you don't get to do much. Number one, because ports are quite further away from the city. It's quite far. B, it depends on the schedule. If you reach at night, you have no way to go. You can't get cabs and stuff. Uh, sometimes you have work planned. You have major overhauls planned. You can't and... It's not like it used to be in the 70s and 80s where if you're in a port, you're there for a month. No, now container ships and even other ships, bulk carriers, for instance, they're in and out in a couple of hours, you know, even days, maybe a day or two max. Uh, I believe the chief engineer was telling you can offload a 80,000 ton bulk carrier in a matter of offload and load in China in a matter of two days and you're done and you're on your way again. For container ships, it's a lot faster because you have, uh, you know, you don't have to grab your cargo. You have boxes which can be picked up quite easily off and on. And uh, if you are a smaller ship, then of course you have less time. If you're a bigger ship, then probably more time. But then you have more cranes as well. So it doesn't count as travel. Yes, I have stepped off on uh, the soil of many, many countries. But then again, you're on a clock. You have to come back by before the, before the show leave expires. You have to come back. I, I'm just reminded of one, uh, shortly I was out in Malta, we cut it really close, basically we, we hitched a ride with the pilot of the of the ship, you know, the one who was supposed to take us out of the port, hitched a ride in his cab, and it's not his cab, his uh, pickup truck or something, so we made it just in time and that could have been, uh, that could have been something else, but yeah, and then again, uh, it's up to you. Where do people end up? You can't drink when you're sure. People end up going and shopping for stuff, which is not something I'm keen on. The big attractions of the of the of the city, yes, it's possible if you have more time, if you plan it well, if somebody covers your shift. I would say navigators have a better chance of uh, stepping out because they have six on six off watches, so you have six hours to uh, just do something. And if you're if you're uh, the other officer is kind enough you can cover your shift for another two hours and then you cover his shift for two hours then you know you make it work so then you can you have more time with engineers you kind of have to work till uh five in the evening get stuff done because that's the only time you have you're probably sailing at night and uh, whatnot so then at five in the evening it's pretty much yeah i mean you can step hard but where do you go it's not many options so travel, I, I won't say it's travel, and the only bit of travel you get to do is when you join your ship, when you're leaving your ship, you get to stick around for a while. You can do that. I did that once, like, uh, signed off in Singapore, asked them to extend my, so it's, it's as, per the, as per the law, companies required to fly you home, but you can tell them to delay your tickets by a couple of days, and you pay for your stay in that country by from your own pocket, but you can delay your flight back home. I did that. Uh, this was obviously pre-COVID. It was 2018, I think, I believe. And we, um, brother and I, spent about a couple of days in Singapore. Did the whole touristy thing. It was quite fun. But again, uh, COVID happened, and then all of that is down the drain. You can't leave the ship anymore for shore leaves. Uh, well, that's not true. We used to. There was shore leave on my last ship in uh, Europe and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that's about travel, I would say. So technically on paper, I've been to, I don't know, 35 countries. I've stepped off only in, I don't know, 10 of them. So does it really count as travel? I don't know. You can just, uh, you just get to see the cranes of that ship, that country, of that port. And that's about it. So question mark? Nah, I'll leave that to you. 
And uh, okay, and the question number three, the most, this is one of the most, I don't know why this is, I don't know why people know about this so much. It's crazy. It's the seasickness uh, thing. It's not that common. I've, yeah, I've been sailing for a while. I've never been seasick and I've only met a handful of people who have been seasick. And those are the guys who are really sensitive, who have, uh, you know, motion sickness and whatnot. They, even if the ship rolls a little bit, they're already dizzy and they want to lie down. It's not that common, to be honest. I don't know why everybody, everybody I meet, oh, you have much need a word, don't you get seasick? It's straight away, straight away. Why is this so famous? I don't know why. What made it famous? Is it like a, a Sinbad the Sailor thing that they covered that everyone's getting seasick in the stormy ocean? I don't know. Ships are more stable now. The bigger, the stable. Yes, we get tossed around in the ocean sometimes, but it's it's okay. It's always short-lived. Couple of hours here and there, you lose sleep, stuff falls over. That's about it. It's not that bad. That's okay. That's seasickness. The other thing is, uh, I get asked about pirates. This is obviously made famous because of a uh, couple of movies, Pirates of the Caribbean and Captain Phillips. Uh, don't need to tell you, Captain Phillips was the only uh, truth in the Hollywood there was although I don't know how accurate that story is but that does happen that has happened Pirates of the Caribbean on the other hand is in the past yeah there is no Tortuga anymore or is there could be uh, I don't know piracy does happen um, uh, it's it used it picked up in the late 2000s towards Somalia and that area east of Africa the Horn of Africa now it's more prevalent was the west of Africa, Nigeria and the Gulf of Guinea region. That's where we will end up in a couple of months. There are other regions, uh, uh, coast of Bangladesh, for instance, uh, Malacca Straits, a uh, couple of narrow corridors here and there. We do have piracy. South America, for instance, we have some piracy there. does happen. Very uncommon. And again, it's like the, only the bad news makes it to the mainstream news so that's uh, all you that's all you hear about it you only hear about the oil spills you only hear about the uh, fires and the groundings and stuff you don't get to hear how many millions of tons of cargo was moved without any incident like anything else basically so <clears throat> pirates do happen but very rare i would say okay next question alcohol okay I think we've all heard the stories we've all seen the stereotypes sailors can drink like tankers not a thing not a thing on most companies now alcohol is banned you can't drink when you're ashore you can't drink when you as soon as you sign a contract at the time when you officially signed off you cannot cannot have a drink you cannot have alcohol in your system at all company is very clear about it there are posters everywhere if you're caught if you're if you're a suspect that you've had alcohol you can pack your bags it has happened it has happened to friends of mine batchmates of mine it has happened on my ship in fact uh, yeah, so it doesn't happen. And every time I come back, I have zero tolerance for alcohol. I have one beer and I'm knocked out. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's funny. But yeah, no alcohol, none of that. It's it's a good detox. No alcohol, no internet, uh, away from uh, civilization and uh, your potential love interests. It's quite a <laughs> interesting detox. Anyway, next question. What are the timings like and what do you do after work? Okay, so it depends. Uh, it depends what your position is on board. Uh, deck officers, aka navigators, have shifts. They have four-hour shifts, and I, I think I covered this in the in the other episode. But I'll do it again over here, just a brief uh, introduction. 
So they do four hour shifts, eight to 12, 12 to four, four to eight, and then the morning eight to 12 guy comes back for eight to 12 at night. So they have four hour watches and then eight hours of rest. Uh, engineers on the other hand, everybody starts work together at eight o'clock. We finish work together at five o'clock. We have one duty engineer who takes care of alarms and at night takes rounds and whatnot, does checks, the whole shebang. But uh, if all goes well, like it did last night, I was on watch last night, no alarms, nothing, touch wood. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Five o'clock comes and goes. Uh, after that, you're on your own. You just, I just try to take rounds at nine o'clock and that's about it. What I usually do is I end up, uh, I have brought my harmonica with me. It's another instrument I'm planning to learn how to play. It's very interesting. I'm slowly getting the hang of it. I can play Twinkle Twinkle now. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Uh, and then uh, barring that, I start a uh, bit of studying. I've picked up this book of basic engineering mathematics. I want to relearn these concepts because I kid you not, it was, it was uh, even a task to understand LCM and HCF and whatnot, and even long division. How do you write the symbols and the, how do you lay it out on paper, basically? You can divide stuff in your head, but writing it down, long division, yeah, that, that took a while. <laughs> but I'm off to, what what is my next chapter now? So equations, algebraic equations, yeah, that's where I'm at. Interesting stuff. I I forgot how much I used to like this. This is, I think, class sixth and seventh, if I'm not wrong. Uh, it took me back to my Jodhpur days. But okay, okay, coming back to the point. So I do that for an hour. Seven to eight is usually table tennis because uh, this captain really likes to play. And he's very, very good. I haven't beaten him yet. Uh, my my swing still takes the tennis swing. Uh, it's gonna take a while, but I'm getting there. My form's coming back slowly. Post that, I do a bit of reading. Uh, I bought a big fat book with me. I've started reading on my Kindle now. I've, uh, it's, I feel like I can carry more books with uh, less weight, obviously. So, yeah, I've been reading that. I'm reading the uh, the book written by the guys who host the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast. Their first book, I'm, that's the one I'm reading. And uh, post that, I watch some TV, uh, some series. Again, there's no Netflix here. It doesn't work. So people have stuff on their hard drives. I uh, watch some of that. I'm watching The Crown. It's pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. And uh, post that, listen to some podcasts and uh, pass out and then it's another day. But you can do whatever. You can go to the gym. You can go swimming. You can, uh, I don't know, play cards, poker, PlayStation uh, you name it. It's the options are available. You can do whatever you want. What most people end up doing is they end up with their phones now. Yeah, it's so annoying. Like uh, I remember back then when coffee breaks used to be people sitting together having coffee, cookies, and talking to each other, trading stories of what happened on this ship and what happened at home, this and that. Now it's just I sit alone and while everyone else is on their phones, and it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's so annoying. But gotta do, gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Okay, which brings me, which sets me up nicely for the next question, the internet. I have seen a transition from a point where there were no, there was no internet. We had some ridiculous emailing software way, way, way back. Now, uh, towards the end of my cadetship is where we started getting internet on board. This was 2010. And uh, we've slowly transition to better internet, faster connectivity, but uh, then again, it's not that fast and it's split between 20, 25 crew. It's quite slow. Uh, 
and again it depends on what region you're in if you're if you're in certain areas you just don't get any network but uh, you got to do with that what you can uh whatsapp really works it works texting works quite seamlessly whatsapp audio works pretty pretty well i would say somehow the android phones work better you know, your oppo and your vivos they work really well samsung even works quite well uh, iphones kind of struggle with it they really struggle with it like i've been trying to download an episode a podcast episode uh for a while now it hasn't done it it's been two days it's not it's not it just stops and restarts and then restarts uh, it just doesn't work so the internet is available and it's not that great but from uh, recent emails have told me that they are planning yet another upgrade where uh, the connectivity for crew will get just a little bit better than then the idea here is the internet is on board because of uh, they want to live track the ship and the parameters and the cargo basically they want this is more for the consumers of uh, the people who use this carrier as their shipping uh, option so that they can live track where their cargo is and how when and where it'll get delivered and where it is in the in the world at the moment we just happen to be uh, making use of the by product the spillover so to speak of uh, that network that's why the emphasis is on the other stuff and the crew internet is just a side uh benefit i would i would say anyway oh boy this episode's been 25 minutes now <laughs> i don't know if i can upload this or not time will tell i'm certainly going to try but there you have it there's your round up of uh, week number 2 and the most number the most uh, questions i get asked about merchant navy i hope i've cleared some doubts i hope i've answered some of your questions if you do have more questions do reach out we do love hearing from our listeners uh give us a shout give us a shout we have still no instagram i'm trying to get off it again i don't like it don't waste so much time uh yeah we still have a website uh, tubrospodcast.wordpress.com leave us a comment there and those who know me can ask me a question directly leave me a text and uh, i will try to get to it until next time uh, hopefully as if i look at the calendar 3rd of july which will be next sunday we will be in port so maybe i'll record one on saturday then because port's going to be crazy busy Anyway, stay tuned for next week. I will come back with a lot of stories, a lot of overhauls, a lot of other things while we get our ship up and running again. Should be interesting. All right. See you next time.